So take a second, subscribe, hit the thumbs up. If you want to hit the notification bell, you go ahead and do that. If not, I'm okay with that. But if you subscribe and hit the thumbs up, that helps us out a lot. If you're listening to us on iTunes, give us a like and uh, leave a review. If you think we suck, tell us we suck, but make it a five-star you suck. Because that's the only thing that helps. Hold on, stop. Welcome back to the Shit Show 2.0. Okay, Boomer. Damn millennials. Wow. <laughs> Did not know that. Even flirters who, who are obviously mentally ill. Oh, this is going to go downhill real quick. What is going on? And welcome to Take on the World with Johnny and Mike D. No Lexi, no podcast therapy dog. No, nothing. Got the meat sweats. Literally. I'm dying. <laughs> I want to take a nap. I'm so tired. Did a little uh, meat therapy <clears throat> prior to coming down and podcasting. Made some steaks on the grill. Thank you to V. She picked up a Dang. whole New York strip, and they were like inch and a half thick and beautiful and yummy and some crab cakes. and. Mm. Oh. So good. I only ate half a steak. You ate a whole thing, you pig. I didn't even care. It was so fucking good. So, uh, we've been having some camera issues. I think our last two episodes have no camera. I think the last episode we did was just a bullshit episode, wasn't it? We just sat down and bullshitted for like a half an hour. Yeah, but I don't know if that's going to make it anywhere. It was probably terrible anyways. I don't need to remember what the hell we talked about. I just think you were horrible. I, I just Most likely. If I could delete you completely from it, I think it'd be okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I would agree with that. So, uh, why don't you talk about your misadventures on the way up? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, first off, I uh, we needed onions and mushrooms for the steaks so that was my first mission after getting up at noon mm. <laughs> well other than taking a shower and brushing my teeth so i go up Thank i get God some onions and then um the place i usually go didn't have onions or uh, mushrooms so i head off to the grocery store i'm like and then i notice i needed gas fuck it's like every other fucking day i need gas and it's so goddamn expensive it's a it fucking sucks but, uh, so I stop at the gas station, and I'm getting out, and I'm, you know, fueling up, and I see this girl in this white car pull up next to me on the opposite pump, and, um, she gets out, picks up the gas pump, and was, like, looking around like she's dumbfounded, and says, oh, that's the wrong side. So she hangs the pump back up, goes around to her left down like two more pumps but she pulls up in the same exact spot that she was before on the sta- on the driver's side and she gets out picks up the pump <laughs> just like looking around and, like puts the pump back up puts it in reverse and starts backing out of the spot meanwhile this other guy's coming around the corner almost rams into her 
So he's courteous. He waits for her to get out. She pulls up to the pump across from that one she was just at, gets out, starts looking around with the pump in her hand, hangs the pump up, and then she fucking... <laughs> She drives back around to my side, like on the opposite side of where she first was when she first came in. And now she's on my other, my, my, I say like right hand side. And I'm like, what the fuck is this bitch doing? I'm like, you never filled your fucking car up before? And she gets out and she's like standing there and like, it looks like she was on the phone, like crying. Like she didn't know, like, I don't want to fill up this fucking tank. And she get, I swear to God, she was at the pump for like a minute. Like, I'm not even sure she had the thing in the, her car. And then she hung it up, and then she just fucking booked it and sped away. And she looked all pissed off. I'm like, what the fuck? And uh, I'm like, I know. Like, I drove around the, to that pump to see what, what the number was on it. And it was like $45. I'm like, she was not there way long enough to put $45 worth of gas in her car. She was there for like 30 seconds. <laughs> so I'm like. She just got embarrassed because she had no idea where the hell the freaking, you know, <laughs> where to fill up that car is. So that you, was you know it's a trick to that, right? Yeah, when you when you look at your gas gauge, okay, it, there's a little arrow that points to which side your gas right fill up is on. So even if it's a rental car, like right, <laughs> and uh, that was that was number one. So then, like I. I I'm still on my mission to get mushrooms. That's the last thing I need to get is mushrooms. So I stop at the store on the way here at another store. And, you know, I, c I couldn't find the fucking mushrooms. I was stuck behind a truck, too, on the way out there. And I'm like, man, the fuck? I'm like, you got rutabaga, but you got no mushrooms? I'm like, what the fuck kind of? And then, so I finally found the mushrooms. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, what else do I need? I'm like, oh, V wants a Mountain Dew. I couldn't find a Mountain Dew either, like a cold one. I'm like. How are you going to be stuck in the middle of a country store somewhere in the backwoods of Pennsylvania and they don't have cold Mountain Dew? That's like sacrilege to me. <laughs> like, no, you know what I mean? Like, you just, that's unheard of. Like, they ought to give you a free Mountain Dew when you walk in the fucking building. And um, <clears throat> so I find a Mountain Dew, right? And then it must have been like Slavic Day at that grocery store because there was, I ran into a Slavic guy and I'm getting all these weird, like I pulled up get out of my car, get out, and he's standing there looking at me like I'm going to assault him or something. I'm like, go ahead, sir. And he's like, no, no, you grab cart. I wait. And I was like, okay. So I grabbed my cart. I walked in, and then I get the mushrooms and that walk around the back. <laughs> and then I ran into that big bitch, and she was yelling at her fucking kids some kind of fucking obscenity. And as she just, like, scraped my cart as I walked by, suck my dick, you fat prick. <laughs> <laughs> You suck donkey balls, faggot. <laughs> your your president is pussy. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny that statement by any means. But anyways, so I'm like, what in the fuck's going on? And then I'm just like, you know, looking at my phone, walking around trying to find this fucking Mountain Dew, and then I see this old grizzled guy. It looks like he was 80 years old, real tall, skinny as shit. He had long, wiry hair. He was wearing a Trump hat. He looked dirty as fuck jeans and boots he looked like an old construction worker but on his shirt in like big fucking letters <laughs> said i'm not gay and then underneath that it says but 20 bucks is 20 bucks <laughs> and i fucking lost it dude i started dying i'm like why the fuck would you wear that out in public anywhere like <laughs> it still fucking cracks me up like and 
to top it off, as I told you, Mike, and I went outside and he was parked like catty corner to me. And he's <laughs> he's getting into a nice like Mercedes Benz, right? And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, I don't judge a book by its cover, right? And then here he's got like two by six wooden planks hanging out the passenger seat, like out the, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I said, this motherfucker probably just got back from somebody's house estimating a job. And what, what would you think if somebody showed up to your house estimating a job with that shirt on? <laughs> I'm not gay, but 20 bucks is 20 bucks. It's <laughs> <laughs> just so fucking weird, man. That was all in the span in under an hour. Welcome to Saturday. <laughs> and it was fucking hilarious. I loved every fucking bit of it. I'm like, I'm so glad I'm alive today. <laughs> or just was just fucking funny. That made it worth it. That made it worth going out of bed. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And then I went into the, the beer store next um next to the grocery store that I was going at. And I was like, I got my stuff. I needed to get ice for V. I didn't have ice at the other store. And um I was like, you know, let me you gotta get back. Oh yeah, it's two bucks, so I'm like, fuck. I'm like, I can't find my fucking wallet. I'm like, what the hell happened to my wallet? So needless to say, I got all paranoid. I thought I lost my wallet somewhere. I was in the car. On the yeah, and then, then you walk by and a Slovak bitch is going, eat. Yeah, you fucking you loser. I got all of your money. Yeah, I'm surprised you have any money, faggot. <laughs> your wallet is a little light. <laughs> your wallet like your life and your penis is light. It's empty. It's empty. Shoot, like your soul. Shoot blanks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, she had like eight kids with her. They all looked fucking miserable. And, then, and she looks and she goes, "What? I like to fuck." Well, <laughs> as she did, as she walked by me like this, I did one of those things. She like scraped my fucking cart. Didn't say nothing to me. Like, get the fuck out of my way. Uh, I I cocked my head like this and I threw my hands up. You know, and I'm like, okay, I guess that's how we do it nowadays. <clears throat> And then not that was like even coming over here, I I must have ran in a like coming down your road. I have to get over the bridge. There's this fucking motorcycle, and he's in my he's in my lane. And I'm like, I had to stop short, right? Cause, so and then he like swerved back over. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you know, I guess we drive in the left hand side of the road here in Pennsylvania. <laughs> it's like unfucking real, man. You know that was funny. It was uh, it was fucking. The, the the shirt though the fucking that that cracked me up just the way the guy looked like <laughs> why would you ever wear that fucking shirt anywhere other than in your house like out in the public like I'm a respectable man with twenty bucks is twenty bucks <laughs> uh it's literally I will suck your dick for twenty bucks I don't smoke crack but a high is a high yeah. <laughs> oh my god life choices <clears throat> so anyways that was that was my Saturday afternoon and then I got the meat sweats and I feel like I'm gonna fucking die in a good way in a good way <clears throat> so um, this topic here has been on the burner for a minute this was my topic. Yeah. I know nothing about this. That does not surprise me. I'm good for that. Look me up a topic, Michael. <laughs> so, let's see how many... There's six pages of research here. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, you know, I like the research. 
I thought, I thought there was like really nothing about this guy, but you somehow seem to find some like really old and like deep shit about these guys. Well, he took it in the ass once. <laughs> he wasn't gay, was he? No, twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. <laughs> I, I, dude, I almost took a picture of this guy too because he had like he had all these stickers on the back of his car too, and it was like like a member of Mensa, and there was like a fire department logo, and like all these like races he was involved in with like you know the four K and like. What the fuck? You would think this guy literally sucks dick for twenty bucks. Like you asked him. But what the time make a living? <laughs> yeah, I just I can't. I just see this guy pulling up to somebody, some like rich person's house. Yeah, you know, I redo like a, a old shale shingles. Like they have it at work. What, what the hell are they call the? Uh, I'm the only guy in the slate county. Roof, I'm the roof. only slate roof. I'm the, I'm the, I'm really good at it. I'm the only one that, that knows how to do it. I'm the only one left in the county that knows how to do it. You're the guy. You came highly recommended. But you have this shirt on that says I cannot hire you because <laughs> you look like a meth head who sucks dick for twenty bucks <laughs> on a whim. So, uh, we kind of had an eventful day, not us, but in this area. You hear about this down in Lancaster? What? Oh, it was yeah, some kind of murder or something? When yeah. was it? The guy. <laughs> The guy said there was a oh. cadaver doll. <laughs> this is so fucking weird. Laying in his dad's bed. Oh, I thought it was standing up like a mannequin. No, it was a cadaver doll laying in his dad's bed. And first off, so he stabs it. What is a cadaver doll? I don't know. There's no such thing. Nah. Yeah, I've heard it both ways. Uh, it's called a blow-up doll and you're a freak. <laughs> That's what it's called. Yeah, when you stab them, they don't they don't inflate again. <laughs> so he stabbed this thing to death, cut its head off, <laughs> put the head in the freezer, <clears throat> and then dismembered the body, called the cops, turned himself in. The <clears throat> cops show up, and he's got the, the, the half-frozen head on a plate in the <sighs> kitchen. What a freak. And that was down in Lancaster. Was that in the city? It just said Lancaster. Yeah. So that that could that could be any place down there. Oh man, would I love to interview that guy? I would love to be the fly on the wall in that interview. <laughs> so you thought your dad was a mannequin, and didn't he stab him like an exorbitant amount oh, of yeah. times? He stabbed him for it said for several minutes. <laughs> for several minutes. Okay, I don't know. Like, you know how many times I could stab somebody in several minutes? Like, do this and, like, just start a timer. Like, even, like, slowly. That's got to be... Yeah, how about... Minutes. Okay, so mi three minutes, even if you stabbed them once a minute, that's still too many stabs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like... I thought he was a cadaver doll. He's got to be batshit fucking crazy. Well, maybe that's what he's shooting for. Well, apparently, um, apparently it was his father. It was, it it was his father in his father's bed. Oh my god, that's that's fucking crazy. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the trash bag killer. 
Not the trash can. The trash, trash bag. bag. He was also known as the highway killer. And the odd thing about this is while this guy, this Patrick Kearney, was on his killing spree, um, there were two other killers that were killing with about the same M.O. as him. Yeah, what the fuck are the odds of that? There was three serial killers operating in the United States at the same time, all with a similar M.O., and they thought it was one guy. What are the chances are three sick bastards all decide one day I'm going to start fucking killing people and the trash bag's going to be... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dismember them and, and put it yeah. parts of trash bags and dump them on the side of highways. Now, this was the West Coast, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, because I think there was an, a, a similar case like this, but on the in Jersey, around the same time. It, there, there was one on East Coast, one on West Coast, and one in the Midwest. <laughs> and that's why they thought it was a tractor-trailer driver, because all the, the, the roads that it was being dumped on were like major highways. Yeah. But <clears throat> it, it was just three separate guys killing at the same time. That's crazy. So Patrick Kearney was born in 1939. Guess where he was born? I was born in East L.A. (laughs) (laughs) He was born in East L.A. He was the oldest of three children. Uh, For all accounts, he had a normal childhood. His normal, well-adjusted family. There was nothing, like, out of the ordinary about it. Except for them goddamn cadaver dolls he had all around the house. Except, yeah, it's a cadaver doll. (laughs) Except, like, every other weirdo we've talked about he was small for his age and he was sickly when he was young bullied bullied um he was thought of as strange by his classmates of course and he was teased and taunted by him and and that's been a a reoccurring theme in in almost all of these guys that we've talked about the sickly part yeah too that's that's... And, and small for their age i'm glad you said that because it's i i didn't really even remember that it seems to be like a hotbed for serial killers. And the time frame. Like, he grew up sickly, weak, getting made fun of a school. Give us a call. We want to interview you. Yeah. <laughs> email us at takeontheworld411 at gmail.com. Um, so uh, he became severely withdrawn as a teenager and began to have fantasies about murdering his classmates that who had bullied him, which, like, okay, I get that. You know, that's, again, a reoccurring theme with all these people we've talked about. Uh, At age 13, uh, his dad took him out and taught him how to shoot and butcher a pig. And when he did that, uh, it kind of solidified his fixation on violence. So, like, for um, someone growing up where I grew up, Mm. This is not an uncommon thing. No, not at all. Like, you, I was taught to butcher. I was, I, I was actually when I worked uh, on a farm. Uh, I was twelve or thirteen, and the farm had, you know, they were they were butchering sheep. So they they said, you know, you got to shear the sheep, and then they showed me how to tie how to tie the sheep up, and then you go in this this little shed hoist them up upside down and you bleed them well so they, they totally showed me how to do everything they said okay here you go go in and do it so i go into the shed i do everything i got to do i'm all proud of myself 
pull the neck down, cut the throat, and blood is squirting everywhere. I got blood all over me. And then when I came out, they were all laughing. They were holding up a raincoat saying, oh, you forgot to put your raincoat on. <laughs> and then the old farmer lady, she comes down. She starts screaming at me for picking on boy. And she puts me in a bathtub, and she's scrubbing me down with a, with a freaking scrub brush, getting the blood off me and washing my clothes. Because I still had to go to school that day. Jesus Christ. So this is not something, like, it's not weird for a dad to teach his kid that. Especially back then, you were a little more self-sufficient. So butchering your own pig is not a big deal. But when he did this, like, he kind of, he kind of sported some wood while he was doing it. Yeah, he got off on it. So, um, <clears throat> he wanted to have an obsession with killing pigs. So far as gutting the pigs and rolling around in their intestines when no one was looking. <laughs> And then, like, like uh, this is just what I'm saying. Hold on. I, I don't understand this. So, like, nobody noticed how bloody this kid was. He's got, he's got intestine blood all over his face and clothes. And, oops, I slipped. Like, every every time we butcher a pig, I slip in the guts. <laughs> and, but how, how do you explain that? Like, how did yeah. no one know, how would no, no one know this kid was a freak? Probably just thought he was sloppy. Yeah, <laughs> eh, Jimmy, he didn't really do a good job. But he's just kind of dirty. He's just a dirty boy. Boys to be boys. <clears throat> so, uh, moving through high school, he slipped further and further into his violent fantasies, uh, and he really started losing touch with reality. Uh, he graduated in 1957 and moved from California to Texas, and then back to California to attend uh, the El Camino Community College in Torrance, California. Uh, he joined the Air Force. Huh. I think that's a common theme, too. They always join the Air Force. Yeah. Except the one guy was in the Navy. Oh, he said the Air Force or the Navy. Watch it. <clears throat> uh, he had a pair of 10-size wingwalker boots. <laughs> <laughs> um, he joined the Air Force. He was stationed in Texas after his basic training. And... He he met this guy, David Hill, who was married at the time. And they became... Whoa! Oh, you didn't know this? They married? No, 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 no. Which is where he met then... Oh! Yeah. David Hill at that point was then married. Said, then And then married David Hill. No, he didn't He didn't marry him yet. So he's a fucking queer. He is. They became friends and began having an affair. Uh, Kearney received... In 1962, he got an honorable discharge. He and Hill... Moved to Long Beach, California, uh, but the relationship was, was not without strain. They would argue all the time. Like, I guess. Like two cackling hens. Yeah. Um, and, and when they argued, Kearney would often go off on a long car ride or a motorcycle ride to, you know, clear his head. Or kill a couple of bitches. Yeah. <laughs> One or the other. So, um,. Now, I'm doing my research, and I found that, that the information on the different sites uh, gave a different order of the first three victims. Uh, one of the sites says that Hill left Carney and hitchhiked around the country, then returned to his wife. It was not till after the third victim that Hill returned to Carney and moved in with him. But other things say that they were together throughout the first three kills. Like so it, it didn't mention he was an accomplice? The, the, the police thought he was. When they arrested uh, Carney, 
they arrested Hill as well. So, and, and there was a... Did you just call him Carney? Kearney. Sorry. The goddamn Carney with the small fingers. <laughs> smell like ham. <laughs> <laughs> they smell of They smell of cabbage. So he was out on one of these rides, um, clearing his head from one of their arguments, supposedly. Choking his dick off. Um, and this is where he claimed his first victim in spring of 1962, an unidentified 19-year-old who was hitchhiking through the area. Kearney stopped and offer, offered him a ride on his motorcycle. And just as he learned... Him, not her. Him. Offered him a ride on his motorcycle. Yes. I just wanted to reiterate that in case people were wondering. Oh, okay. He did not kill females. It was all males. Was Correct? I, I don't know. I, it's been a while since I did the research. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I, you killed all remember. males. So just as he had learned to kill, shoot the pigs, he shot him behind the ear. And after he was dead, Kearney sexually assaulted the corpse, then mutilated the body. So now, they they say this this victim was unidentified. He was a John Doe. But they go on to say that the next uh, victim was the younger cousin of the first victim. And if they didn't know who the first victim was, how did they know these two were cousins? Right. Mm. I don't know. So, in 1962, Kearney murdered two other boys. Maybe it's all just speculation. They can't really... Uh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't... You know how things are in, like, that type of world where, you know, you gotta be absolutely 100%, without a doubt, you know, thing after thing, like, even though, like, you know that person most likely did it, you can't prove it unless you got DNA, fingerprints, and just, just redundant fucking... Plus, this was 1962, so... Yeah. Things aren't quite as... Yeah. They are now. Just you just want to make sure you have a rock solid alibi because lawyers are fucking assholes and they're scum sucking, blood sucking parasites that will get the most like fucking look at OJ. <laughs> Enough said. So th this cousin, he got this cousin. Supposedly the cousin saw Kearney give his cousin a ride. And he basically sought this kid out. He was, The kid was 16 years old. He was driven to the same location as the first victim, shot in the head in a near-identical fashion, sexually assaulted post-mortem. So, now, they were both listed as John Doe. Like, I just don't see how they, they knew they were cousins. Yeah, if you were... And, and how did they know... covered the body, and then... I'm wondering if from his confession... He said, well, yeah, the first kid said he was the other guy's cousin. and No, what I'm thinking is they probably might have had some proof that these two guys were related. They just couldn't prove it somehow through DNA or dental records or what have you. And they just, there was no, I don't know. I, I'm thinking it had to be from the confession. So, uh, now my numbers are off too. I see that. Uh, later in 1962, Kearney killed his third victim, an 18-year-old named Mike. I know. I didn't even know what happened to me. Yeah, Mike. Also shot in the back of the head and sexually assaulted post-mortem. So, 
I think the first three victims, uh, they they were just disposed of in in the woods where they were. Um, okay. <clears throat> I think it, it wasn't very clear. There wasn't a, a lot of information on it. So, August uh, nineteen sixty two. Kearney finds steady work as an engineer. I was going to say, because my dad probably had more of a... <laughs> he could have been labeled a trash bag killer. So when I remember when I played football, he always used to put a fucking trash bag over me and like cut the arms out. I'll help you sweat it out. Sweat out. <laughs> He'd run around the track with this fucking sweating and dying and yelling at me. <laughs> so he, he, find, he finds steady work as an uh, engineer for the Hughes aircraft company uh only to quit the job five months later in 1963 and he then you're sucking off the janitor in the closet no i don't understand it's like they rehired him and he was promoted to senior research assistant like right at, like right after he was rehired so according to the research i had here like he went dark from 62 to 67 he didn't murder anybody I just find it hard to believe that, like, he didn't kill anybody in that time frame. That they know of. Well, he confessed to most of these. Yeah, but yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take their fucking word on it because a lot of those serial killers, they they like to exhibit control, and you know they love that. So whether they'll tell you some things and lead you here astray and, and lie to you, I mean, you got to take everything they say with a grain of salt. I would highly doubt that he confessed to every single fucking one and showed you. There's got to be a couple that he's holding up his sleeve just for gratification. Like, yeah, I did this. You don't know about it. Because I'm smarter than you. And that's how they operate. So, um, the fourth victim, uh, in June, he, now he's together with Hill now. Hill and Kearney drove to, New, to, to Mexico. I met up with an old friend named George. No other information on him except his name was George. Jorge. Uh, in December 1967, Kearney kills George while he's sleeping by shooting him in the head. He puts him in the bathtub, sodomizes him in the bathtub, post-mortem. Uh, his body was not found until 1977. Holy fuck, 10 years later? When Kearney confessed to the murder and led the people to the body. Like they ne like like I don't know whether the guy wasn't missed or what. Like, hey, where'd old George go? Transient, you know, like the guy with the shirt. <laughs> like yeah. Hey, what happened with George? Remember he used to have his Mercedes Benz and he had boards hanging out the fucking yeah, bathroom. He always wore more t weird t shirts. Yeah, big Trump supporter. <laughs> what a shame. <laughs> so uh in nineteen seventy one, <laughs> Hill leaves Kearney. Again, it says. Dude, uh, this guy's more fucked up than me. Oh. And and the only thing that Hill left him was a note. Basically saying, I'm leaving. Man, you suck one mean dick. You should make a t-shirt out of it. Yeah, 20 bucks is 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're thinking that this this event, this breakup, was motivation for future murders. But now they're saying he went dark oh, for another... Lover scorned. 
he went dark for another four years and and not another murder in four years. <clears throat> See, that's I've never understood this, and I've seen this a bunch in my career of watching television professionally. These crime shows, <laughs> the professional television watcher, <laughs> yeah, and I just find it not impossible, but I find it very weird that a lot of these serial killers can remain dormant for months. Yeah, I know, weeks, you know, whatever years. It's crazy, and then you see that in a lot of them. Like, um, who's the recent guy in California that just caught through the DNA evidence from uh, my, my, not my chart. Uh, my DNA ancestry shit, the uh, Golden State Killer. Uh, you know, he went, he started as a burglar, rapist, and then, you know, uh, graduated to a, you know, killing. And then it was like weeks and years that I, th- I think that he, he went, it was just really odd, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But. So the, the fifth victim was June 26, 1971. Uh, John Demichik. Uh, 13 years old. He shot. He was shot in Inglewood, California. Uh, two more years go by. Sixth victim, September 22nd, 1973. James Barwick shot in the back of the head. What do you like? You wake up one day after like you know a long ass vacation, but I need some gas and some eggs. I think I'll go fucking shoot somebody in the back of the head today. This next one, like, five years old. It's a almost a year. It's eleven months to the day after the last murder. Ronald Dean Smith Jr., five years old, died of suffocation. The body was discovered October twelfth, nineteen seventy four. Like, what kind of gratification do you get out of snuffing out a five year old? Like, that's just horrendous. Like, I'm wondering if he was just trying to keep the kid quiet and accidentally suffocated him, or, like, there's not much information. Yeah, but what are you doing at that point where you well, don't yeah, even know like, the person that you're come to this point in your life where you got to smother this Well, he's already out. killed six people, so. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's not the most stand-up guy. It's it's pretty cut and dry that he's fucked up in the head. But I always, I always thought I made the distinction between, like, serial killers where they, they don't, now, correct me if I'm wrong, all you experts out there, do serial killers, like, run the gambit of, like, they don't care? I thought there was always, like, an age, like, you know, you, you were you were done wrong by your ex-wife, so you're, all your victims are the same age, they look like your ex-wife, whatever. I've seen that before. Or something happens was related, like, the same type of woman or man, same, well, they looked at, but his, they just choose it, from 18 to 5. Yeah, but his type was either transient. Or male prostitutes, right? But I don't understand the, the age could, difference. The, the, the kid could have ran away. Like the, I'm, the age wasn't a trigger for him. It was someone who was easy to pick off. The kid was probably like, "Yo, what? What's that shirt about, bitch? Suck my dick, motherfucker! Twenty bucks. I got twenty bucks for you. <laughs> you suck my fat knuckle, bitch. <laughs> he just run in his mouth like some asshole. <laughs> I've had enough of you, kid. Yeah, you ain't nothing but a faggot. Get off my lawn. <laughs> Don't make me call my moms. <laughs> Punk ass bitch. <laughs> He's got like four or five of his, his other kids with like aluminum ball bats. Yeah, you come over here and whoop your ass. And he got something. Victim number eight, April 
1975. Again, like <clears throat> 11 months. Uh, 21-year-old Albert Rivera was a male prostitute, was shot in the back of the head, uh, taken back to Kearney's house, uh, sodomized, dismembered, and this is where he started stuffing him in trash bags. So he really liked the butt sex. With dead people. He was about that butt sex. If the guy was dead. In the tub. Yeah. That's gross. Maybe it was easy to bend him over the tub, side of the tub. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. Like, was he in the tub with them, or was he outside of the tub? They were in the tub? Were they standing? Probably not. He was dead. He was dead. I don't know. Was it Was it from behind or face-to-face? That's just way too much. <laughs> Nobody needs to know that. So, victim nine was November 10th, 1975. 20-year-old Larry Jean Walters was shot at Carney's home. Kearney's home, not Carney. Sodomized, dismembered, a bastard. placed in the trash bags, and disposed of in various locations. <clears throat> victim 10. See, this is crazy, because I thought he only had, like, four victims. Not saying that, like, four is not, you know, like, oh, oh we only have four. Like, four is obviously way too many, but... Yeah, like... <sighs> This is quite substantial. Oh, my God. It, it, it just goes on and on. Uh, Robert Benefield, Benefield, uh 17 years old, was killed in the fall of 1976. The body was never recovered. Kearney picked him up on the side of the road when his bike broke down, shot him in the back of the head, sodomized him, dismembered him, and dumped his body in several locations. See, this is what I'm saying. Like, I would wonder what that five-year-old, because all his crimes are... Almost exactly the same. Shot him in the back of the head, sodomized him, dismembered him. I'm just wondering if the, the kid saw him. That's what I'm wondering, And too. He, he grabbed him and was trying to keep him quiet yeah, and accidentally a, um, suffocated him. What do they call that? The crime of, was it not opportunity? opportunity uh, uh, yeah, opportunity. Well, that just suggests that, like, that he didn't have any other cho- Like, I mean, what I'm, what I'm trying to suggest, he didn't have any other choice. And that wouldn't be opportunity. Opportunity is, like, the guy had no ID. You were there. You just took advantage of him. But I'm sure they call it something. Well, whatever. It is what it is. No, I mean, it's got to be. Why else would you smother up your your? Yeah. Well, the so rest must of, have been making some kind of noise. Like you said before about the the victim's age. <clears throat> the rest of these victims seem to be like eighteen, to fifteen to twenty-two. Yeah. Like in that range. Which, if you think back, about now the next one in the seventies, like. You could potentially have a 15-year-old boy that, that seems like he's way older than he is. Like, you know, there are some guys out there that live harder lives than others, and they look older than they should be, you know? Yeah. Which is unfortunate, and then they get picked up by this fucking monster. So victim number 11 was March 1st, 1976. So it's like three months. Uh, Kenneth Buchanan <clears throat> was picked up by Kearney. Then shot in the back of the head, sodomized. Then he woke up, and Kearney shot him three more times. His body was found a month later. So he thought he killed this guy, and I guess he was very disappointed because he had sex with a live boy. I'm a real boy. Oh my god! Uh, did it say what kind of gun he used? I'm assuming a 22. I don't know. I'm assuming a 22 as well. It might say someplace in. I should know you're going to ask that because you always ask that question, and I never have that information. 
It had to be a small caliber handgun or something. Uh, that's what you'd use for a pig. If, yeah. if you were using a handgun, that usually they use a pneumatic bolt. Right. Like when you looked at um, the Night Stalker, no, we did an episode on him, didn't we? Yeah. Um, so the Night Stalker, he started off with a twenty-two handgun, and he only when he switched to a, I think it was a thirty-two. It was either a thirty-two or a three eighty. Might have been a twenty-five. It was one of those three. But he switched to a larger caliber, more powerful, and he broke into this couple's trailer and he shot the man and he shot him in the head and he survived. It didn't like it didn't go through. So had he used a twenty-two, I think he would have been he would have gotten away with that crime. But the dude, remember that when yeah. they both chased him out and the guy was like shooting back back at him? Oh, crap. Hang on a second. Oh, technical difficulty. Oh, you're going to pay. You pay hard. You pay suck cock right now. Are you going to edit that out? <laughs> All's fixed. All's fixed. Yay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, wondering, I'm wondering maybe this is the shit that interests me when I'm, it goes to my head. Maybe he switched Because how do you go from killing 10 guys to all of a sudden fucking one up? Like, you you would think you're a pretty expert on the 11th kill. Yeah, they, you know, shot to the head. I've found that when I'm killing people, <laughs> things don't always go as planned. <laughs> you don't say. No. <laughs> maybe you change bullets. Maybe. I don't know. So victim number 12 goes back and it's another younger, younger boy. But like you said, he could have looked like he was a little older. Yeah. Uh, or maybe his age group was 13 to 23. I don't know. Uh, 13 year old Oliver Peter Mol- Molitor. Molitor. No, I want to say Molitor. Melitor. Skeletor. Uh, Skeletor. Was killed. Melatonin. <laughs> March 21st, 1976. So. Pretty pretty close to the last one. Uh, Kearney picked him up as a hitchhiker. Um, and you got to think to yourself, like, what is a 13-year-old boy doing hitchhiking? Well, it was the 70s. Like, I remember I grew up in the 80s, and my parents strictly tell me, do never, they tell me, horror, like, people getting, you know, you know why? like this. You know why? Because of this motherfucker. That's yeah. why you couldn't hitchhike. And they're like, do ne- never, I'll tell you, most of my, my, my um, my aunt Jane was hitchhiking, and she was living in California at the time. And this dude picked her up. She got in the car, and he started making sexual advances on her. She tried to get out of the car, and he locked. He was like assaulting her. Wouldn't get out of the, let, wouldn't let her get out of the car. And she luckily had a lighter in her pocket. Leaned over and lit his long hair on fire. Woof! <laughs> <laughs> and that's how she made her escape. Wanna grab me one, homie? <sighs> Having better luck with this camera. Yeah. I had a dream the other night. I found my GoPro, and it was like in the, like somewhere, like I looked a million times and just misplaced it. 
And that really could be what it is, too. You know what? I don't know, Mike. I found that whole bag of knives that was in my hunting gear. I'm like, holy crap. Like, I was looking for this, like, 10 years ago. Like, and I'm so happy I found it. And you can't buy these anymore. Well, you can if you live in England or, or Europe. They don't ship these to the States anymore. Like, good luck. You it looks a lot like the Moor. It's exactly like the Moor. I only take the, the tangos further. Tangos down to here. The Moor goes like the here. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so Oliver Peter Molitor, Skeletor, Skeletor uh, he got picked up hitchhiking, and Kearney said, hey, let's play doctor. That led to sex. <laughs> of course it does. I mean, I watched enough porn to know that. Kearney then shot the boy, dismembered him, placed him in trash bags, and buried him in various areas of the Palos Verdes landfill. Doc, I was taking a piss last night and the water splashed up on my dick. Now I got this red spot on it. Want to take a look at it? Victim 13. <laughs> you know how it goes, right? Uh, he was on a spree here now, too, because. I'll say. Uh, you, you're, you're. And this is just. March 1st, a... March 21st, April 19th. So what, four months, five months? Well, that's that's like a month and a half. Right, I knew that. So, fifteen-year-old uh, Larry. Now, 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 this is where I would say he's getting out of control. Like yeah. the urges are overcoming him. Yeah, and he he's finding it easy to do. Yeah, he's probably getting more sloppy. Making mistakes. Making mistakes. Well, he's taking them back to his home. And sexually abusing a postmortem dismembered. He wrapped this one up and, and the body was never found. This fifteen year old Larry Armaderzi. There is there is there is. Uh oh my, I just see the I just April see the list June. keep going higher and higher and higher. Yeah. This is nuts. We're on page four, there's two more pages. Uh victim fourteen, Michael Craig McGee. He was thirteen years old, so now it, it, it you're really seeing it. An age, thirteen to twenty-three. Right. Yeah. Uh, Kearney uh, shot him in the back of the head, sexually assaulted him, dismembered him, put him in a trash bag, disposed of the body. The body was never found. And there's several of these bodies that were never found. Yeah. Even after he 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 confessed to him. Now think of that. He can't. He's done so many. He can't even remember where the bodies are. Which you would think something that horrible and that vicious would be ingrained in your fucking vision. Right, but that's the 14th time he's done it now. Right, but just think about how many he doesn't even... Maybe he got drunk. Maybe he got... A lot of these guys have substance abuse issues like... Um, uh, uh, come on, help me out. Who was the other guy who lived in the uh, the, the, the Milwaukee Cannibal? Um, Dahmer. Like, he, he was... A lot of his, like, I don't remember. Like, I was drunk a lot of the time i like you know so i wouldn't be willing to doubt there's there's a bunch that he doesn't remember or doesn't maybe even care about or we're just we're just whatever i'm thinking there's probably victims out there that could be associated to him that in those times that he was supposedly down from killing yeah maybe that, he was unsuccessful and they don't yeah you know it's just like there's still transient people that don't go to the cops so yeah i'm sure this guy's Rap sheet is his tentacles probably reach very far and wide. Yeah. So, 
Uh, victim 15, 23 year old John Woody Woods. <laughs> uh, was killed on June 20th, 1976. The body was not found until four years later he was shot. It doesn't say whether he was sexually assaulted. Now, this one here. So, victim 16, Tony Stewart. Uh, Wait a minute. Went on to, to race NASCAR, I guess. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> he was killed? Oh, he survived. He was 19 years old. It's not the same Tony Stewart. I just, <laughs> Are you sure? I'm just explaining well, it It's not the story I'm telling. So Tony Hawk. I found this story that says that Tony had broken down and gone to a mini market to buy beer. He was underage. What do you mean broken down? Oh, his car broke his down. His car broke down. I thought he meant mentally broken down. <laughs> Maybe. Um, he tried to buy beer several times and failed. Kearney picked him up. Tony recognized him because he used to mow grass at their house when Kearney and Hill were together. Now, here's what I understand. Supposedly Hill was gone, but Tony asked him, hey, could you buy beer for me? Kearney said, I will buy you beer as long as you come back to my as house. As long as you let me kill you in my bathtub and dismember you and sodomize you. As long as you come back to That's my place and drink it. I don't want you running around with beer and getting in trouble for buying beer for an underage kid. I don't want you running around alive. And the kid said, no, sure, yeah, that sounds good. So they bought the beer, went back to the house. Kearney tried to play doctor with him. <laughs> oh, God, not again. And got him to take his shirt off so Kearney could check his heart rate. And when Kearney tried to go a little south of the border with the stethoscope, <laughs> Tony got uncomfortable, said he had to go home. At, at some point, Hill came in and reminded Kearney that this kid used to mow their grass. Mm. So Kearney reluctantly took Tony home. Tony didn't want him to know where he lived. So he, he just pulled up to a random house. He goes, yeah, this is my house. Smart kid. And he jumped out and disappeared. But <clears throat> this never, like, I guess this kid didn't want to tell nobody that he he, he almost had to suck dick for beer. How old was he? Yeah, he's probably. 19. Yeah. He probably uh, kept it to himself. Uh, I'm sure he did. And it's embarrassing. Like, what were you doing at a grown man's house with your shirt off with a dick in your mouth and a six pack? Playing, playing doctor. I really wanted some beer. Yeah. And 20 bucks is 20 bucks. Don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> so, victim 17, Larry Epsey, uh, 17 years old. The day he was killed was unknown. Uh, he was picked up as a hitchhiker. He was killed, shot in the back of the head. Kearney uh, sodomized him post-mortem, cut him up, put him in the trash bags. The body was discovered August 23rd, 1976. So, but they don't know what day he was killed. Well, when, hold on, let go go to the Tony Stewart. Okay, right there. So, what date was that? Uh, no date given. No date. I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if it was within a week or two of the next victim. Well, I would say yes because because he failed and he needed to get his fix again. Victim fifteen was June twentieth. Okay. So, so between June twentieth and August twenty third, so in that month, right. you, you had these two interactions. You had Tony Stewart, who got away, and yeah. Larry Epsey, who was not as lucky. And then 
he was discovered how many months or years after his the same year, it was the same month. So he's discovered the same month. He was discovered August twenty. So it was at least a month and a half after after he Tony Stewart was you know. No, it was, it, it was within a month. But okay, because well, uh, this is June twentieth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, you're right. Month and a half. Um, you're right. So, which is another thing I find, I guess what you want to say fascinating, but that's how that killer mind works, is they'll go out, and you'll see that a lot of times in serial killer cases where they're unsuccessful in getting somebody, and then within like a, very shortly, they're out on the hunt again. You know, it's it's like, it, it's like getting a high, you know, like you, they got, that, that's their high. So, victim 18 was a 20-year-old hitchhiker, Mark Orch was killed October 5th, 1976. He was a hitchhiker, found the next day, gunshot to the back of the head. Victim 19, Wilfred, 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 Wilfred Faraday, Faraday, 20 years old, was killed August 28th, gunshot to the back of the head. He was a hitchhiker, found the same day. You know, so now it's hitchhikers, Vagrants and prostitutes. Yep. And anybody else who gets in his way. And apparently a five-year-old kid who must have seen something he wasn't supposed to. Uh, victim 20, Randall Moore, 16 years old, hitchhiker, was killed by gunshot to the back of the head, found October 10th, 1976. No date was given on... on... So let me ask you this. Do you think if when this sick bastard was a kid and they never showed him how to kill that pig or whatever that, yeah, kill that pig, do you think he would have done all this shit still? I don't know. You think it was that one incident that just... I think there was a culmination of things, a confluence of events that brought him to when he killed, he was shown how to kill the pig. Yeah. And I think that's what fueled his lust for ben, uh, violence. Like, uh, I mean, I understand you got a you got a lust for violence, but to take it at like you look at like I'll go out on a limb here and say like Rob Zombie. I would say he that guy probably has a lust for violence, but instead of killing people, he makes fucking movies, right? And you know, I for one know that you know I'm, we're all certainly capable of. Of hurting somebody or harming somebody, but we know that there's a consequence to it, and if we do that, then the consequences are not good, and so that's why we don't do them. And then these people are like, "Well, I don't really care. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, they just have no. Is it no fear, or you know, do you think that at some point they fear going to jail? Maybe he didn't have any feelings. Maybe he couldn't. <clears throat> or feelings, or yeah, like you said, feelings. Like I feel bad for this family. Like, I'm not just killing this one person. I'm killing, like, their whole family. You know, I always think, like, if somebody were to hurt someone in my family, that's just not one person. That That's, you know, that's like an atomic bomb. That, that shit spreads out, and you're not just affecting one person. No, I, these people don't see that. They, they, yeah. they see their lust for violence, and that's it. They don't see the outcome. They don't see anything. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's morbid as it is. And disgusting as it is, like I do have a fascination with like how that mind, how their mind works. Uh, I get it. And you know, just that the if you could know more about it, and I don't know, 
So, uh, victim 21 was Timothy Ingram, 19 years old, hitchhiked. He died between November 15th and November 24th. He was killed by a gunshot to the back of the head. Remains were thrown down a ravine. The body was found on the 24th of November. <clears throat> um, victim 22, David Allen, 27 years old, was killed in the fall of 76, shot in the back of the head, left on the side of the road. He's not even wrapping them up anymore. So he's got like literally like 10 bodies within this year. Oh, yeah. He went from like maybe every other year. Well, it was seven years and a four-year stretch. Yeah, and then now this, this 76 seems like that's his, that's his, you know, that's his peak. Yeah. Uh, uh, victim 20, 23, Arturo Ramos Marquez, 24 years old. Shot and killed February 1977. Uh, was dragged and then dismembered. Uh, victim 24, Nicholas Hernandez Jimenez. 28 years old, male prostitute. It's unknown when he was killed, but he was found January 23rd, 1977. See, then again, now he wraps him in trash bags again. Yep. How did this guy even get the trash? I mean... Well... Hey, you go to the store and buy trash bags. Well, no. I, <laughs> I mean, it's not. That's that when they hard. caught him. He was buying trash bags. Yeah. <laughs> but, ah, damn it. Trash bags and a bloody knife. This is not how I wanted to be remembered. <laughs> it's like a tampon killer. It's like nothing to do with the killings. Just so he was, that's what he was buying. So, uh, the fire log killer. The 25th victim was 17 years old, shot dismembered, wrapped in trash bags. Let me ask you this. Does this list ever fucking end? Yes. This is insane. So, uh, this is listed as victim 14. I think th there was something that was out of order in the victims, and there was conflicting accounts of, of this, this victim. This kid was eight years old. Merrill Hondo Chance, uh, April 6, 1977, was smothered to death. Then he was taken to Kearney's house, sodomized post-mortem. Now, they didn't say anything about him sexually assaulting the five-year-old. No, I mean, if okay, people, let me just take you back right here so you can absorb the, the gravity of this situation here. This man takes advantage of an eight-year-old. How easy is it to take advantage of an eight-year-old? That's pretty easy. I mean, not saying we've, we've done that, but, you know, you know, you could. Puppies, candies, and ice cream. So he takes this eight-year-old, smothers him out, then transports him to another location and proceeds to have sex with his dead body. Yeah. Like that, I can't even... And then transports him again to dump him off the Angel Crest Highway. I can't even wrap my head around how disgusting that is and, and, and what a... Like, uh, I the words can't even capture how messed up that is and uh, this guy should be <sighs> I don't even know what punishment would suit this motherfucker no. I don't think there's anything worse I, there's nothing I can come up with that would satisfy what this motherfucker deserves so um, victim 25 uh, John Otis LeMay 17 year old his remains were found on March 18, 1977. 
the police had actually been to Kearney's home for the LeMay investigation prior to the chance kidnapping. So this this chance had to be victim 26. I, I don't know why. I'm lo- uh, yeah, I'm lost on how many we actually have now. 26. So they, they went to Kearney's home investigating the, the chance kidnapping and murder. Uh, well, that was the. How old was he? Which one? Chance was the eight, uh, the eight year old, the last one. Uh, okay, okay. So they went to his house looking to question. I don't know why they went there to question, but uh, they had soon discovered that LeMay was seen in the company of Kearney and Hill. Um, so now they had already been to his house. Kearney and Hill now just took off. They they fled. <clears throat> they fled to El Paso, Texas. Kearney resigned from his job. Uh, the fugitives' families were pursued to uh, to turn the the two in. Hill was thirty six at the time, and he, he was eventually cleared of any involvement in any of these murders. Which I can't see how. Mm, I bet he fucking made a plea deal. Darren fucking teed. When when Kearney was taken into custody. He made a full confession. He admitted, he initially admitted to 28 murders and subsequently to seven more. See? I'm telling you. I know. So that's... Well, first off, we don't even have 27. That's 35 murders. So he's already admitting to more than they already know about. Plus an additional seven. Yeah. So we're up to 24 and he admitted 27? He admitted 28. So that's four extra murders and that then, we already know about. And then he admitted seven. to seven more. Yeah. Yeah. And he did that in it's order... Eleven to... murders. He, in case you didn't know how to add. He people. Did... Ready? Shut up. <laughs> he did that to uh, avoid a death penalty. Uh, he agreed to plead guilty. Uh, he was charged with 21 counts of murder and uh, pled guilty to 21 counts of murder. So wait, he, he wasn't was... even... All the ones they know, no. they only... Hit him with twenty one of them. They had no evidence. Even though he said he he did the crime, they had no evidence. Like there was a couple of those bodies they never found. Yeah, see, and that's what pisses me off is like a lot of these cocksuckers lie. They'll make shit up, and then you know, for Christ's sakes, you're already going to fucking get killed. You're already going to jail for the rest. Like, give of your the life. family some peace. Yeah, like give them give them something so they can have their child back and bury it, and have somewhere to go to to respect his body. Just tell them where that you put the finger. I don't know. Uh, he was given 21 life sentences. Uh, that ain't even unfair. The police were certain that Kearney was responsible for the other seven murders that he admitted to, but lacked any physical evidence to charge him. Kearney is, incar- is incarcerated at California State Prison, Mule Creek. And at the time that this research was done, at the time that I got the research from this, this thing, he was 82 years old. His next parole hearing is 2027. Hmm. He has been denied parole eight times. Oh. Now you got the meat shits. You got a picture of this creep? I... What he looks like now and then what he looks like when he was arrested? Hang on. Let me look. Probably just looks like a normal fucking guy. He probably looks like a douchebag. 
Yeah, like a normal guy. <laughs> He's got a man bun. Yo, you know, now I'm looking at that, um, because it's a sidebar here. I'm looking at the combat spandex cans, and I like how you have them lined up, so Hogan's body is like yeah. one. Now that I'm looking at it like that, like Hogan looks like he has some titties, and he looks like he's getting railed from behind. So I think that might be why it got it got cut. <laughs> like he looks like he's he shot him in the back of the head, sodomized him, and he's about to wrap him up in a in a trash bag. <clears throat> I humble you. Uh, okay. I don't know what he looks like now. He looks a little creepy. I don't think I'd hop in a car with that guy. But, like every other fucking psychopath like that, they're great manipulators. Nope, no pictures of him now. So anyway... He was an absolute POS. Yeah, horrible. Um, we say 34 victims. 34 victims, only convicted of 21. 21. They didn't have evidence for seven. The additional seven that he, he... But there must have been some of the 27 that he confessed to for the first time. Or 28 that uh, they didn't have enough evidence to charge him with either. I just there's more to this case I'd like to know. Like, did they ever recover the weapon that was used? Was it the same weapon for all the all the murders? I'm sure it probably was. Uh, Keep asking your question. You know, like, and just what what exact evidence other than his admission did they have? <clears throat> well, he led them to some of the bodies. Right. Um, 22 caliber handgun. So was he taking, I'm sure he was taking trophies. Did they find trophies in his house? You know, that's another big not, MO. They didn't say anything about that. Mm, yeah. I think his trophy was the fact that he got to bang them while they were dead. Yeah, it's, uh, he is a sick, sick fuck. And the fact that they thought that he was responsible for all those murders happening on the East Coast, West Coast, and uh, the Heartland. Yeah. And the fact that two other people were doing similar murders at the same time. That's really weird. What are the odds, you know? This goes to show you it's a small world. Like, this is a very bizarre universe we live in. Yes, it's it's like my my example of this morning or this afternoon. <laughs> it's that one hour's worth of activity produced all that fucking weirdness. <laughs> <laughs> I don't my way, fat boy, suck my dick. I'll kill you and wrap you in trash bag. Come along, sixteen kids. Yeah, I know you're all miserable like me. Climb into a vagina. I'll take you away. <laughs> These are all horrible Trump supporters. So, um, that's that. Sick, demented, yeah. 
Tonight, I mean, it's so I wish we had something more positive, but I, I like to. I you know this would have been perfect for Lexi to be here with. I know, but she, they had yeah, a thing today, yeah. and I think she would have. I this is one of more one one of the more enjoyable serial killer ones I did because a lot of like that. What the hell was that one that the the Icelandic killer? I could not follow that for the life of me. That's because you try to figure out how to say their names, <laughs> dude. I was so confused. I'm like, who the fuck is who? The Reykjavik con. con- yeah, I was just it was it was very hard for me to follow, and, and the story with that one, and I'll link that in this. The story with that one was more <clears throat> the way they got the confessions. Yeah, like if you stick anybody in a, and you see this here in the states too, you stick anybody in a in a situation like that, you deprive them of sleep, food, water, you know, and and they're gonna confess to anything. You know, it's not it's not rocket science. They just want to get the fuck out of there. Yep. So. So we took on the trash bag killer. I thoroughly enjoyed cutting you off a bunch of times, too. Yeah, did you? <laughs> yeah, it's payback, motherfucker. For what? <sighs> for, for, you know. You know what it is. You know. So we took on the trash bag killer. Now you go take on the world. Hey, and you know what? Camera stayed on the whole time. What? what? 20 bucks is 20 bucks. <laughs> Hold on, stop. Welcome back to the shit show 2.0. Okay, boomer. Damn millennials. Wow. <laughs> Did not know that. Even flirters who who are obviously mentally ill. Oh, this is gonna go downhill real quick.